This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. You're invited to join us at our worship assemblies each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. My wife's grandmother used to live in uh, Redwoods of California. Very beautiful country. And... Um, uh, the trees are enormous. It's just, it's very beautiful. And, and one time I was out uh, visiting her and we, uh, they, uh, I decided that I was going to take a hike in the woods, a wandering around, if you would, and just explore. And I came across this little stream. Well, I'm not on any kind of schedule and uh, I knew the layout of the land and I knew that within a mile there was a river. And so I say to myself, uh, well, I'm just going to follow this stream till it gets to that river. That was my understood outcome of what was going to happen. That's just the way things do. Water goes downhill till it gets to a bigger water and so forth. Maybe a lake, a river. Anyway, I'm following this stream along. And uh, I come upon a log. And the stream appears to go under the log. So I walk around the log and look on the other side, and lo and behold, there's no stream. It, it was gone. It was there, and then it's not. So I uh, was puzzled about that, and maybe, maybe even a little bit upset or disappointed, because that just wasn't the way it was supposed to work out. <laughs> Things are, don't work that way. <laughs> so... Uh, Uh, when I discovered that the stream had disappeared, like I said, I never did find out where it came out, but to me that was just the wrong ending. So I'm going to talk today about things that don't end like you think they should. The disappearing stream is not the only thing that uh, doesn't end like you might think it would. Uh, you might be uh, reading a good book a mystery novel or something, and you're thinking that you have it all figured out, you know where it's going to go, and it gets to the last chapter, and a completely turn of events changes everything, and it doesn't end the way you think it should. Uh, perhaps you're listening to a melody, a song, and you're following along with the melody, and uh, you know it's going to end on a certain note, but then it gets there and it does not. It takes off in another different direction. This actually has a name. This is called a deceptive cadence. Even in today's time, uh, you've got your modern GPS. Navigation says you're going to turn right up here when you know, in fact, you're going to turn left. But it just doesn't work the way you think it should. So this, these are all examples of things that don't turn out the way you think they should. So we're going to talk about a biblical event, a story in the Bible that did not end the way the people thought that it should. We're going to be in uh, Luke chapter 24, and if you remember Luke chapter 24, the events leading up to this, this is right after the crucifixion. And 
the, uh, this was on a Sunday, and the women were going to the, uh, the tomb to tend to the body of Christ. And they had uh, spices and I don't know what all, but they were going to go there and tend to this, the body of Christ. And they got there, and the, they discovered that the tomb was open. The stone had been rolled away. And they met with some angels there at that time, and the angels told them, why do you look for Jesus here? He's not here. He's, he's not with the dead. He, he is risen. And well, they go uh, running back to the apostles, and they tell them the things that uh, they had seen and heard. And the apostles don't really accept their word as fact. They, they kind of don't believe them. And so some of them, uh, Peter in, uh, specifically, Peter goes to the grave to check it out for himself. And when he gets there, he notices, yeah, the, the burial linens are, are still all nice and neatly folded. The, the tomb hadn't been ransacked. And so he goes away wondering about this. And now, then we're just going to pick up the story in uh, the 13th verse of Luke, chapter 24. And uh, we, there it reads, And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was three score, three score furlongs from Jerusalem. And they communed with each other of all these things that had happened. The three score furlongs is, it sounds like a lot. It's actually about seven and a half miles. And these two disciples had been in Jerusalem. Uh, this is Sunday. They're going home on Sunday. They had been in Jerusalem and they've been following the events. Uh, and now the, the events did not end the way they thought they should. Uh, they're, they're, feeling sad, and uh, they have an unsettled feeling. They're disappointed. And they're talking amongst themselves about Jesus of Nazareth. And they're saying, he is like a, a prophet, mighty and word and deed. And when he speaks, he speaks with authority. And they're saying, when he talks, People listen. He raises his hand and, and the storm's quiet. He speaks the word and the waves stop. He touches the blind and they see. One time he touched the coffin in a funeral procession and the young man that was in it arose. These, these two disciples are discussing this and they're seeing that everything is pointing in one direction. And that is he is the one. He is the one that's going to redeem Israel. And long before Jesus, uh, there was a prophecy that can be found in Zechariah chapter 9. And it tells how he would ride into the city on a donkey. And uh, he would conquer Israel's enemies. He would reign from sea to sea, from shore to shore. And that's in chapter 9. You can read that if you would like, but we're not going to today. 
But these, these two disciples were very possibly there to see this. They were in Jerusalem uh, throughout the, the Passover, and they were very possibly there to see Jesus ride into that city on a, on a donkey. The people throwing their cloaks in front of, the, in front of him to make a path. And they're, uh, they're shouting, uh, behold, he is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. He is the one, the one to redeem Israel. And they were there to see it happen. But they were expecting that the story would end with Jesus setting up an earthly kingdom and ruling here on earth. Instead of what they expected, it ended differently. It ended with the sound of nails being pounded into a cross. It ended with a cry of anguish. The sound of the cross being lifted up and dropped into that hole, that awful thud. This is what they thought was the ending. And that was not the right ending. They were not expecting that ending at all. Completely different than what they were expecting. So we'll go on to 15. And we read there, and it came to pass while they communed and questioned together that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, and said unto him, Art thou only a stranger, and hast not known the things which come to pass there in these days? They asked him, Where have you been? How come you don't know this stuff, you know? And he said to them, What things? And they said, Concerning, said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed and word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that he, that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. They tell him how they wrapped the body in linen and they, they put it in the tomb and buried him there. And, and their obvious ending was he had died. He's, he's not there anymore. And they're very sad. And they're walking home. They start there in the 22nd verse and they tell what the women discovered. They say, yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished. At which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said he was alive. And certain of them, which were with us, went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women had said, 
but they saw him not. Can you imagine what they were thinking? They, they didn't know what to think. The story that they had been following all their lives, for generations even, uh, did not end like they thought it should. They're, they're thinking, how can it end like this? How can this happen? This is not supposed to end this way. Going on to verse 25. Then he said unto them, and they don't know him yet. They still haven't recognized him. But he says unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all, in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now here Jesus starts taking them back through this, the whole story that they've been following all their lives. He takes them back to Moses and prophets. And he starts there and he starts bringing them back forward towards the ending that they thought they saw. And they made, then he shows them that this is not the ending that uh, was going to happen. That's, the story didn't end there. When I was following that little stream and I came to that log, I know that the stream just did not uh, vanish. It didn't just disappear. Uh, and I could stand at the log and I could listen and hear like a little waterfall. So not knowing, I mean, not, not being able to dig on that property, um, there might have been a marvelous underground cavern under there that um, is yet undiscovered. But I don't know. I just know that the stream didn't end there. That's not where it stopped. And these two disciples, they've been following this all their lives. And they, they thought it ended at the cross, but it did not. It's just like, like when you're reading the book... And it's just about to end, and you get to that last chapter, and it takes you back, and it hits all the highlights again. And it shows you that the ending that you thought was fixing to happen is not the true ending. I, I think that's what Jesus was doing. Here they're walking along feeling hopeless and sad, and it's at that particular moment that Jesus comes to them. They had hoped that he would conquer the Romans, defeat their enemies. But his victory was even greater than that. He didn't win it through a battle or a war. No, he won, it, he, he won that victory through sacrifice and through love. He didn't redeem just one group of people, but all nations, all people. The redemption that Christ offers was redemption from sin and death. Much greater than they expected. So we're going to continue to uh, verse 28. And we read there, And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. 
But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, blessed it, and brake, and gave it to them. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. At that moment, their, when their eyes were open, they knew that Jesus was not dead. This was not the ending of the story. There was a greater ending to come. In that one familiar gesture where he broke the bread, they've seen him do it dozens of times, I'm sure. But in that one familiar moment, they realized that he was still with them. They're in that room. He was still with them at that time. Still is today. They realized there was a much greater ending than what they expected. If you are here today and you have a feeling of hopelessness, a feeling that things didn't turn out the way you thought they should, the way you expected, there's hope in Christ. If you're not a Christian and willing to obey the steps that leading, leading to that, they're, they're simple. You just have to hear the word. You have to believe the word. You have to repent. You have to confess and be baptized. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this sermon podcast. If you would like more information or have questions about what you have heard, email us at cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash wheelerareacfc.